This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. The heartbeat of Saskatchewan is agriculture, and 620 CKRM is proud to be your voice for everything ag. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with your host, Ryan Young. Good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. It's brought to you by the Arcola Co-op. You're at home here on Highway 13 in Arcola. And brought to you by Mendeco. Talk to your Mendeco dealer or visit Mendeco.com to learn more about Mendeco land rollers and tillage equipment. Hope you had a good weekend. Here's what we got coming up today in the new work week. Taking an ag-focused online course through the Saskatchewan Distance Learning Corporation is available for another five years. Crop Intelligence has released a brand new product that will help farmers increase yield potential and a couple of unexpected numbers in a USDA report. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Ryan Young. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Johnston's Grain, your first and last stop for grain pricing and crop protection, and Municipal Hail Insurance, crop insurance at cost. See municipalhail.ca. A partnership to to provide an agricultural education to Saskatchewan students will continue for another five years. The Saskatchewan Distance Learning Corporation and the North American Equipment Dealers Association agreed to a new deal. Chief Executive Officer of Sask DLC, Darren Gasper, says the agreement will continue to provide work placements for high school students. We've had an excellent partnership with the group for the last five years, and so we're excited to see another five years of, of some great opportunities for students across Saskatchewan. Uh, whether they're interested in becoming an ag equipment technician or a parts technician, or a new program we're going to be launching called Precision Ag Technician. And just talk a little bit about the programs on offer from SAS DLC. Uh, looks like in the news release here, uh, they're all high school classes. They are, yeah. Each one is a high school class that gives students an opportunity to learn about uh, the content within the course and within the trade itself, but more importantly, gives the student a chance to uh, spend 50 hours in one of our ag dealerships around the province and really get a hands-on experience with what a career in that particular uh, trade would look like. And is that over like the school year, just a few months? How long are these courses typically? Yeah, typically they run a semester. The uh, Ag Equipment Technician one's a little bit more unique uh, because of the timing of the work placement. Uh, so you can imagine for dealerships, it's pretty busy time at harvest and seeding. So we ideally like to have the kids in uh, during the winter season from November to March. Uh, so the kids really get a full overview of all of the equipment and maintenance that's going on uh, during that time period within the shop. Okay, and uh, just out of curiosity, so this is a new five-year agreement, and there was a five-year agreement before, and uh, SAS DLC is relatively a new uh, entity, so to speak. So kind of just kind of walk me through uh, what the previous five years were like, uh, just, just for clarity's sake. Yeah, so in our first five-year agreement that was originally done with, uh, with the SunWest DLC, we had an opportunity to run, on average, about 100 to 120 students through the program each year. Um, through the Ag Equipment Tech or the Parts Tech program. Uh, and then as well, we've got a great partner in SAS Poly where the kids spend uh, two days uh, in a boot camp there. Again, getting to experience what their program is like, uh, where our students will end up there either as an apprentice down the road or as a certificate student uh, prior to gaining employment in the trade. 
And so uh, with it now uh, kind of being a provincial thing, this will obviously expand to, um, you know, other other uh, places where SAS DLC is? Yeah, you bet. That's one of the beauties of the new organization is that we are able to provide that programming to students uh, anywhere across Saskatchewan, including being able to provide the worksite supervision for it on that site. So for us, it'll be just really nice to have the full aspect of the program now that we can support. Um, so not only the delivering of the course content, um, but the boot camp with SAS Poly and the supervision of that really critical work placement within the dealership itself. What's been the feedback like for uh, something like this? Well, probably the best stories to hear back is when we have our students come back to us after the work placement and let us know that they've been offered a full-time job once they graduate from high school. So that's easily the most rewarding part of this program is the excitement that that student comes back with, you know, when they found that passion area that uh, they're able to pursue. And so for us, it's really rewarding to hear that, you know, this high school program led to a, a career opportunity for that student, typically in their local community. And lastly, uh, I see a really good point here in the news release about, uh, you know, talking about labor shortages being one of the more pressing things facing the Canadian agriculture industry. So something like this definitely uh, addresses a need in labor shortages. Absolutely. Yeah, we've heard that consistently across all of the trades that, uh, you know, there's a growing labor shortage. And again, that opportunity to keep kids in their local communities and, and really keep those rural communities strong is, is a critical piece. So not only the labor market need and, and what the ag industry itself needs, but just keeping kids home and in those local communities is really rewarding to see. The North American Equipment Dealers Association will provide $40,000 annually to support students enrolled in ag-focused programs offered online through SASC DLC. Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Ryan Young on 620 CKRM. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Prairie 6-Inch. For Prairie 6-Inch Eaves Trough, size matters. So see Prairie 6-Inch Eaves Trough, your farm shop specialist. PrairieEavesTrough.ca Crop Intelligence, powered by South Country, has released the latest updates on its products that help producers interpret soil moisture to model yield potential in dryland farming. Director of Agronomy with Crop Intelligence, Andrea Deru, says they released the latest version of their app and weather stations. We uh, officially launched our product in 2017, uh, but after so many years of uh, learning in our system, uh, learning with our customers, we launched version two of our system here. We also launched crop intelligence irrigation. So after all of our learnings with our dry land producers, uh, understanding moisture, water use efficiencies, uh, the irrigation uh, division has had approached us about optimizing some of their work. Uh, so we've launched that and we also have the addition of our alerts with push notification system. So now our producers, our agronomists, our customers, they can set different parameters based on their weather station, moisture data, and the system will alert them when they're in and out of uh, those ranges of what they're looking for. Daru explained what crop intelligence irrigation does. Crop intelligence irrigation was really how to optimize water uh, when we're able to apply what we need. So from what we learned from the dryland system, uh, we can see how much water from the ground and rain contributes to yield. And we can create an irrigation deficit for those that are irrigating. So they set their yield target, we evaluate the water potential they have, and then they can get a number on 
how much irrigation they need to apply and then maximize the timing of that with our plant health signatures from the probe below ground. So for example, we often over apply our irrigation too early. We create a really lazy plant in terms of root development and that creates a really weak, unhealthy plant. So we want the crop to root down a little bit. So we watch for those signatures on the probe. Uh, then we can trigger our first irrigation, create a very strong plant that's going to use that water uh, efficiently. It's not just a sales pitch for DeRue, as she described her experience using these products on her farm. I'm a farmer myself, and I think of what the dryland probe situation on our farm has allowed us to do and to realize that uh, in a lot of years we have more potential for yield than I thought. So we are building a long-term strategy to get us that extra 20, 30 bushels uh, in a smart way year after year to build it. And then with irrigation, uh, you know, if you're using your water in a more effective manner, maybe there's potential to expand irrigation on your farm. And as irrigation expands in Saskatchewan, uh, if we can get irrigation on more acres, that's just good for our whole economy. She laid out the cost of some of these products. The weather stations are purchased by our customers. Uh, the very basic will be about 3500 up to 5000 depending on how many sensors you want on it. Per year, it's about 275 for your selfies, crop intelligence is 750 per probe, and then we have a wonderful vendor network that will manage all your hardware for you, and that cost is dependent on them. Crop intelligence revealed the updates and new product at Canada's Farm Show held last week. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Ryan Young. Now today's Ag Review with Doug Falconer of GX94, brought to you by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamps Integra Tire in Grenfell, your locally owned Integra Tire dealers. A research scientist with Agriculture and Agri-Food Canada says 2023 is the worst year for grasshoppers she has seen in more than two decades. Megan Van Koski, who is also co-chair of the Prairie Pest Monitoring Network, says it's not just the number of grasshoppers. She says crops aren't necessarily growing very well, and so damage is more noticeable. Van Koski says higher temperatures this year have allowed the insects to fly early, allowing them to reach new food sources. She says they tend to prefer cereals like oats, wheat, rye and barley, but during a drought they'll eat anything they can find. The Okanagan Basin Water Board says the region has moved to drought level 2 after an early forecast with hot and dry conditions throughout the spring. A statement from the board says recent cooler weather and localized rain offered a brief reprieve, but drought will persist until a bout of prolonged rain. It says stream flows in the region are low and notes water temperatures are rising, which can be deadly for salmon and other fish. The province's drought bulletin shows numerous regions have moved up to drought level 3 on the 5-level scale since the start of June, while the Peace region is at level 4, which means conditions are extremely dry and communities or ecosystems are likely to suffer significant harm. CN and CPKC Rail supply to combine 94% of hopper cars ordered in Grain Week 46, a slight improvement from the previous week's 93% order of fulfillment performance. On a combined basis, CN and CPKC have now supplied 93% or more of cars ordered in each of the last 10 weeks. 
The improvement in performance reflects better performance for CN and a modest decline in performance for CPKC. In supplying 94% of hopper cars ordered on time in week 46, CN's performance improved from the 88% posted in week 45 and returned above the 90% threshold. CPKC order fulfillment performance declined slightly, with the railway supplying 94% of cars ordered, down slightly from the 97% order fulfillment performance seen the previous week. CPKC remains above the 90% threshold for the 10th straight week and 13th time in the last 14 weeks. Russia is 99.9% certain to quit a UN broker deal on the safe wartime passage of Black Sea grain next month because it no longer needs Ukrainian ports to export ammonia. Moscow has threatened not to extend the agreement beyond July 18th unless a series of demands, including the removal of obstacles to Russian grain and fertilizer exports, are met. The Black Sea export deal also allows for the safe export of ammonia, an important ingredient in nitrate fertilizer, but none has been shipped under the initiative. Ukraine's foreign ministry ambassador-at-large says Russian ammonia producer Uralchem has found an alternative route and does not need to export ammonia via Odessa. And the third-generation family at Lagui Farms near Fillmore, Saskatchewan, were named Saskatchewan's Outstanding Young Farmers for 2023 in Regina last week. Jake Lagui, Sarah Lagui, and Eric Nicolishan received the recognition at the Provincial Award event held in conjunction with Canada's Farm Show. Lagui Farms was established in 1956 when grandparents Don and Elsie Lagui bought the home section at Weyburn. The trio's parents, Russ and Sharon, took over the farm in the late 1970s. Management shifted to Sarah and Jake in the early 2010s, and in 2017, Eric, husband to sister Amber, joined the farm team. The Laguis are involved in the broader ag community on several fronts, including through the Agricultural Producers Association of Saskatchewan, the Sask Wheat Development Commission, and the Global Farm Network. Jake also writes a popular blog called A Year in the Life of a Farmer. The National Outstanding Young Farmers event for 2023 is scheduled for November 22nd through the 26th in Laval, Quebec. And that's today's Ag Review. I'm Doug Falconer. It's your agri-weather forecast on the voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. Today, partly cloudy with a 60% chance of showers with a risk of a thunderstorm. Winds from the northwest at 20 kilometers an hour this afternoon, high of 27 degrees. Tonight, staying partly cloudy with another 60% chance of showers early in the evening and a risk of a thunderstorm, then clearing up later on, a low of 13. Tomorrow, sunshine in the morning, then turning partly cloudy and another 60% chance of showers and a thunderstorm in the afternoon. Winds from the northwest at 20 kilometers an hour, high of 29, the low 13. Wednesday, sunshine, high of 25, the low again 13. 
Thursday sunshine, high of 25 again, the low 13. Friday sunshine, high of 27, a low of 16. Saturday, which is Canada Day, sunshine, high of 29 degrees, low 16. And on Sunday, sunshine, high of 30 degrees. Normal highs for this period are around 24. Normal lows, 10 degrees. Sun rose at 448 this morning, and the sun will set at 914 tonight. Taking a look around the province in Estevan, 28. Saskatoon, 21. Weyburn is at 27. Swift Current, 20 degrees, and Yorkton, 24. Warm spot is in Estevan at 27. Cool spot in Spiritwood at 16. In Regina, mostly cloudy sky with winds from the south-southwest pretty calm, 3 kilometers an hour. Humidity at 51%. Temperature at 23 degrees or 74 Fahrenheit. Barometric pressure at 101.4 and falling. In Moose Jaw, mostly cloudy as well. North-northwest wind at 15 kilometers an hour. Temperature 24 degrees. Once again in Regina, mostly cloudy. South-southwest wind at 3 Temperature 23 degrees. Back in a moment. You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on the Voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers, where you're guaranteed the best buying and selling experience. McDougalAuction.com. A study at the University of Alberta has discovered that adding silicon soil might help battle clubroot, which has proven deadly to canola on the prairies. The Canola Council says it causes swellings to form on the roots of canola and that winds up killing the plant. And for now, there's nothing affordable that could help producers get it out of their field once it's moved in. The best option is to keep to keep it at bay, rather, is to carry out a lot of crop rotations so it's at least controlled. But this study involving silicon has found mixing it with soil reduced overall clubroot symptoms by up to 46%. Professor Nate Cav is leading the team of researchers. So this is a graduate student research, and she has been working on, you know, looking at the effects of silicon, which is known to protect plants against various types of stresses, including environmental stresses, diseases, etc. So... Uh, you know, we had the question, will it protect canola against club root, at least in the greenhouse? So the answer was yes, and that's what the research is all about. When we're talking about silicon, we can't get it confused with silicone, right? That's correct, although silicon, silica, and silicone are all, you know, related, but <laughs> we are dealing with the element silicon, and yes, you're right, we can't confuse it with silicone. So what exactly is silicon then, and how, how do you wind up adding it to soil? How does this all work? So silicon is essentially, uh, you know, if you want to think about it uh, without getting into too much of the chemistry side of things, it's basically sand, right? I mean, it is it exists in nature. It is one of the most abundant elements in nature. And although what we add, salts of silicon, which is more refined and manufactured, basically it is an abundant element on the planet. And, you know, if you have heard of Wolastonite, in fact, there is a Canadian company making or mining Wolastonite. That is nothing but calcium silicate, which is a form of silicon available in nature. So this is an abundant thing on the planet. How do you go about adding it then to protect canola? I guess right now you said you're doing it in the greenhouse specifically, right? Yeah. 
Correct. So when we are doing it in the greenhouse, we are basically dealing with potted soil and we are adding half a gram per 100 grams of soil or something like that. A unit of measure of silicon is added to the soil when we pot the plants. And then in these experiments, we would inoculate them with the club root pathogen and look for responses. But Obviously, when we translate this to the field, should we end up doing that, then we need to be doing this as an additive on the soil itself in the field. Would you sprinkle it on the plants or just would you inject it into the soil? How would you do that? We would just add it as an additive, as you would add any other solid fertilizer. So right now, again, in the greenhouse, we mix it with the soil. And in the field, I would imagine, and and again, we haven't done the field experiments. So when we do the field experiments, we would envision mixing it with the soil as we would any solid, say, herbicide or granular herbicide, things like that. We would want it to be mixed into the top layer of the soil, so maybe a little bit of tilling with the silicon added. But again, we haven't taken it to the field yet, right? Now, is that coming? Is that going to be part of the experiment soon? Yes, we would very much like to take it to the field because obviously that would be the ultimate, you know, icing on the cake, if you will. (laughs) to demonstrate it uh, in the field, but we do need funding for it. And we are hoping that media attention like this would actually help us secure funding. One approach would be the Canadian company that I indicated, whether they want to partner or not, would be something we would explore. That's U of A professor Nate Cav, who's part of the research team uh, researching being done into possibly using silicon to battle club root in canola. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Ryan Young. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Looked at Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. In Arcola Building Supplies, small town lumber yard, big on service. ArcolaBuildingSupplies.com A couple of unexpected numbers in the U.S. Department of Agriculture June cattle on feed report released on Friday afternoon. Feedlot placements were up 5%, according to Shaley Shagum, USDA livestock market analyst. A sign that you are digging pretty deeply into that supply that's left outside feedlots, but the fact that you're placing some of those heavier cattle would also indicate that some of those may have been heifers which people were thinking about retaining and are now questioning whether they're going to have the forage and the wherewithal to uh, breed them and carry them forward. Shagam notes there are still very strong pockets of dryness, especially in the southern plains states. U.S. feedlots have been running profitable, profitable margins this year, which means they are willing to pay more for the placements. If we look at the price of 750-800 pound calves in Oklahoma City, currently they're running about $228 a hundredweight, which compares to about $163 a year ago. So very strong demand, which is reflected in that high price, and apparently given the fact that the producers' feedlots have had good returns, is a sign that they're willing to pay those animals coming into the feedlot. There were just under 11.6 million head of cattle of on U.S. feedlots June 1st, down 3% from a year ago. We'll take a break. We'll be back right after this. Here's the market updates with Ryan Young on 620 CKRM. 
The market update is brought to you by Sask Pork, working on behalf of Saskatchewan hog producers and our community. Grain prices at Viterra were mostly up in early trading today. Canola is up $12.20 at 7.30, 72 a metric ton. Lentils is down $3.98 to 7.39.50. And number one red spring wheat is up $2.12 at 3.94.20. The rest were unchanged. Durham at 3.96.61. Feed barley 3.40.61. Chickpeas 10.36.17. Flax 5.01.98. Oats 2.45.32. Yellow peas 360.80, feed wheat 270.97. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange, hard red spring wheat for September is down three cents to eight dollars and seventy-three quarter cents a bushel. It's the livestock reports on the Voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. The livestock quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn Livestock 842-4574. Now, the latest livestock quotes. Heartland Livestock Market Report. It's Brett Jensen reporting from the Swift Current Yards. Last week in our regular sale, we had 900 head on offer, and here's how it went. The good cows, they traded from $1.50 to $1.68. We had an excellent set of high-yielding cows from Stolson Farms, 17 head of them weighing $16.21 at $1.71 and a quarter. That is $2,775 a Medium cows, they were bringing a dollar ten to one forty. Hefferets and feeding cows are one eighty to two twenty five. Good bulls, they were bringing a dollar fifty to one eighty. Tomorrow, our regular sale, we're expecting six hundred head on offer. If you got cattle to sell, giving us a call at seven seven three three one seven four. Canada's source for quality Heartland livestock in Swift Current. Now, here are the latest pork prices. This is Bill Alford with the Hams Market comment here for Monday, June twenty sixth. Ham sold 5,700 hogs Friday, selling in a range of $214 to $227 per CKG. Today's sales are expected to be around 9,100 head, selling in a range of $216 to $228 per CKG. Ham's cash hog price today is mixed, and four contract prices opened higher this morning. On Friday, the Canadian dollar is down 23 basis points, with the daily exchange rate at 1.3199. The Canadian dollar is currently trading at 76.18 cents U.S. Daily U.S. cash prices are mixed to start the week with the negotiated Western Corn Belt down $0.09, cents, while the national form has improved $0.51 cents U.S. 100 weight relative to the previous day. The July futures contract is pricing in a $2.25 premium relative to the national cash base, suggesting further upside heading into contract expiration, but recall that the contract has traded at a discount to cash in recent weeks. In any case, cash trends will be closely watched as the market is entering a period where a seasonal shift lower typically occurs. The trend leading Western Corn Belt will be something to keep an eye on, with daily values so far 64 cents lower than the last week's benchmark. The good news is that there are a lot of days left in the reporting period, and last week, the cutout showed the highest week-over-week gain so far this year. Meanwhile, lean hog futures are higher to start the week, with an exceptional strength in the cutout providing support. Today's upward momentum has brought lean hog futures near the recent highest seen on June 21st. Coming up, the Resource Report. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Ryan Young. Now the Resource Report brought to you by Farm Fresh Water. They'll make your well water wonderful and your dugout drinkable. Get your Farm Fresh Water today at farmfreshwater.ca. And Mazank Fuels, your local branded Petro-Canada wholesaler for over 40 years. Fill up the tank, call Mazank, 306-721-6667. 
The Transportation Safety Board is investigating a train derailment near a Saskatchewan town. The Safety Board says 19 cars came off the rails of a CN train Sunday evening near Bigger, located 100 kilometers west of Saskatoon. It says no dangerous goods were on the train and no injuries were reported. A team of investigators are assessing the derailment to see whether a full investigation is warranted. The Safety Board says it won't release further information at this time. Transportation Safety Board investigations do not align fault or determine civil or criminal liability. Suncor Energy has confirmed a cybersecurity incident. The Calgary-based oil company is the latest to report such an incident and says it's working with third-party experts to investigate and resolve the situation. In a statement, Suncor says it's not aware of any customer, supplier, or employee data that has been compromised or misused as a result of the intrusion. It's also warning that some customer and supplier transactions may be affected. On the markets, the TSX is up 184 points at 19,602. The Dow is up 21 points to 33,748. Oil is up $0.52 cents at $69.68 per barrel. And the Canadian dollar is at $0.76 cents U.S. And that's the Resource Report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune in to the On Demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast. Brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. And that's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Ryan Young. Have a nice day. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide.